Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. Each week, we will bring you focused, impactful content sharing one big idea combined with our experience and understanding to help you take action and achieve the results you desire. We rotate content around our foundational principles to help you experience a more abundant life, desiring more, growing in Christ, managing your mind, and owning your health. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome to You Were Created For More. We hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving, surrounded by family members so dear to you. We also know many of you had to make the super tough decision to not spend it with family due to COVID. And we just want to empathize with you on that. And just a little advice um, to not doubt or second guess or be angry if that's the decision you had to make or someone in your family. There were good reasons to do just that, especially when high-risk family members are involved. So beating yourself up uh, or beating others up about doing that is greatly going to intensify your emotional pain from this decision. So just don't go there. Today, we have some exciting news to share with you that we are super excited about. Yes, we are. We just wanted to take a few seconds to share that with you. We have not one, but two big launches to announce. Our first is our Created for More membership, which we will be launching in early January, 2021. Doesn't that sound good to say 2021? Get rid of 2020. And the second is our very first five day challenge, which we will start that the first Monday in January of the new year. So we're going to, and that's going to lead right into our membership. The breakthrough that we're going to help you create within that challenge is how to feel better by 100% in 2021. That sounds pretty amazing to me. Now we know that 2020 has been a challenging year. So maybe we're starting the bar pretty low, but (laughs) I think all of us can agree that feeling twice as good as we do right now is never a bad thing. So that's all for now, but we'll be sharing more about this soon on our Facebook page, on our website, and how you can get signed up to join us. And we so hope that you'll consider doing this, doing just that, because we are pouring our hearts and love into these groups. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, just want to echo that excitement. We're super excited to bring this to you guys, and we're super excited to do this together with you. So now for today's episode, how to better connect with family. Now, we know here we're about a week late. We're also a week late with our thankful shirts here. Um But we still want to bring you this topic and, you know, we've got the rest of the holiday season where we can put this into action. And the truth is, this applies to well beyond just the holidays. This applies to your family life. This applies to the people most important to you. So let's get started with today's episode, episode number 23. We're going to start right off today with the one thing we want you guys to take away. Relationships impact our lives significantly because as humans, we crave connection, approval, and love. 
So much of that comes from healthy relationships, especially with our families. So when we're not healthy, that's going to lead to stress, anxiety, and turmoil in our lives. With it being a year with such strong emotions due to COVID and the election, we are hearing more and more stories uh, about family conflict and strife. So with it being the holiday season, we wanted to talk about this with you today. So what does the word family mean to you? What does it mean when you relate to your family? Watch where your brain goes. It usually thinks about the past yep. and not the future. So often our thoughts are rooted in the past. So here's how we show up to family events. We show up with many unconscious default thoughts. Those thoughts have just gone over and over in our head from the past. That's great if those thoughts produce positive emotions, like let's say you have a very loving mother that you can't wait to see, but many, so many of those default thoughts can be negative. Like, you know, mom, she's always nagging me about this, or you know, my sister, she's always worrying about something, or you know, my brother, he's always drinking too much and saying things that he shouldn't. But side note there, I don't have a brother, so none of that's true. You could used to say, you know, you used to be able to say that about me. <laughs> so here's the thing, keeping that past focused in mind, let's dive into some of the top reasons why we struggle with our family and our family gatherings and what we can do about it. So number one, the first thing we have for you guys is we don't put intentional conscious thought into how we want to experience them. We let those unconscious default thoughts from the past determine how we show up. If you think your mom nags, guess what? You're likely going to interpret things she says to you as nagging, even if it's not intended that way. If you think your sister should control her kids better, your brain will be quick to see the first sign that's not happening, and you'll let that frustrate you and wear on you. Here's the thing. Spending time with family is a circumstance. Mm -hmm. It's neutral. It's how we think about it that determines our experience. Instead of thinking it's nagging, you could think my mom says those exact same words because she loves you and she's concerned. She's truly concerned about your well-being. So many of us show up with our default thoughts about our family members. When we do that, we experience the same thing happening year after year. So what can you do? Instead of default thoughts, be intentional. Bring conscious thoughts, thoughts you want to have into your family experiences and into your relationships. What do you want the word family to mean to you? What family experience do you want to create? You get to set the, ex the expectation and the future result. And when you think about it that way, that is so much more exciting, so much more empowering. You can show up with love, compassion, excitement, not resentment or dread. Think about this, not just with your family as a whole, but also with each individual person. So mom, what do you want your mom to mean to you? Now, one thing to note here is be sure you're doing this. This is a warning. Be sure you're doing this in context of your thoughts and actions, okay? This isn't about changing them or hoping that they're going to change. Because as we'll talk about, that's probably not going to happen. 
When we focus on the future, we can shift the past dynamics and enjoy them so much more. Okay, so number two, second thing we can do. We expect them to behave, or here's the second thing to watch out for, I'm sorry. We expect them to behave the way we think they should. Newsflash for you guys. For those who haven't figured this hmm. out yet, other people are not good at doing what we want them to do. No, no, no they're not. We know it's so frustrating, right? Here's the thing. Each of us have different belief systems, different life experiences. So something that seems is so plainful, so plainfully obvious to us and rational to me might not mean anything to them and vice versa. Whenever we do this, we set ourselves up for suffering and disappointment. But really, they aren't disappointing us because they're just being who they are. It's our thinking that they should be someone else rather than who they are that has caused our suffering. They don't, they don't vote the way that we want them to vote. They don't discipline their children correctly. They're not kind. They don't bring their dishes to the kitchen, whatever it might be. The funny thing is this. We've been with them year after year. We've lived with them you know, some of them, and most behave the exact same way year after year after year. But yet we still somehow have this hope or this expectation that they're going to behave differently. It's one of the most maddening and hmm. ridiculous things we, we can do to ourselves to expect people to be different than they have always proven to be. Yeah. Another way to put it is we're resisting reality. Exactly. So for example, you just want your dad to be kind, but he's never been kind. So then when he's not, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to blame him and it's going to impact your entire experience while you're there. Probably not just with him, but with everybody. So what can you do? Show up expecting, not expecting anything. By being aware of the truth of why they act different than you would, they don't have the same thoughts and belief systems as you then you can see that there is a reason to drop your thoughts or your expectations about how they're going to act. You can show up not expecting anything and just enjoy them for who they are and enjoy being you without the blame and the resentment. So number three thing to be um, that you can do or to be uh, thinking of, decide ahead of time before you get there how you will navigate some of the most challenging relationships you face in your family. Again, if you have these in your family, the other person, very unlikely to show up any differently than they have every other year. They're still going to be challenging. But if you're aware of this going in, then you can consciously plan and decide how you will act and respond. Let's briefly talk about a concept almost all humans follow. Our default as humans is to mirror one another. So if someone is happy when they see us, we'll be happy too. But unfortunately, that's the same if someone is critical or judgmental. For example, let's say your mother-in-law normally criticizes or judges you. She always thinks you're doing it wrong. You mirror that by thinking she shouldn't criticize me or she shouldn't judge me. She, she, she should support me. <laughs> Try to say that one five times. <laughs> so here's the thing. Think about this. This, this, hear me out and think about this. So you think she's doing it wrong 
when she tells you you're doing it wrong. Do you see how you mirrored her behavior right there? Or take the example, someone yells at you. Your, your likely reaction is to yell back. What they do doesn't have, here's the thing, here's the thing. What they do doesn't have to impact us. We're not saying this is easy. It's our human nature just to respond likewise. But if we know how someone we have a challenging relationship with is likely to show up based on the past, then we can plan ahead and think about how we're going to respond when they do that. They might yell, but you don't have to yell back. They might criticize you, but you don't have to be critical back or even be critical of them in your thoughts. And you might plan to simply have a boundary. Let's say there's someone that always wants to argue politics with you. When they bring it up, rather than firing back with your opinion or your thought, your plan is just going to be focused on changing the conversation. A great way to do this is with a little humor or lightheartedness. Say you're politicked out after the election or just say as politely as possible, you'd rather not talk about it. I am, by the way, politicked out. I was politicked out before it ever started. <laughs> so number four thing you can do is own your narrative. So here's one thing you can always have full control of. Who do you want to be as a person in your family? You play a number of roles, whether that be a mom, daughter, aunt, cousin. How do you want to show up for each of those roles? How do you want to show up for and how do you want to show up for each person in your family? As that's not going to be the same, especially with the people that you have different roles with. Think about what you want to start doing and what you want to stop doing. Okay, so let's look at what God says about this. And we always want to bring the word of God into what we're talking about. Um, you know, interestingly, interestingly, when it comes to family relationships, God tells us some things, but he doesn't tell us a lot. Um, we've got to kind of interpret some things and, and apply it to it. So, of course, he tells us to honor our mother and father. He tells us to raise our children to love and believe in him. He tells us we should provide and care for our relatives. But again, there's not much direct advice on how we can handle family conflicts. But he does give us ample guidance on how we should treat others in general. Love thy neighbor is the second greatest commandment taught to us by Jesus. And in Romans, Paul says this, Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Did you hear that key word there? He said, give thought. The message interprets that same passage this way. Don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it in you, get along with everybody. And we know you've got it in you. If you just put some intentional thought into it, God gave us this incredible, incredibly powerful brain so we can do just that. We wanted to share um, a little bit about our experience like we typically do here in this area. And we've started doing this, um, just what we've shared here, to help us better connect with our family and individual family members. Now, we don't have major, what we would consider major family conflicts, but we have many thoughts. We, you know, we really struggle with having thoughts about how others should act 
and what they should do. And you know, just a comment here, always watch out for those should comments because that's a sign you're probably going down a, a wrong path. Yeah. And I just want to add here too, that we are a big work in progress here. Um, definitely, <laughs> in most areas. Yeah, definitely something this is, uh, you know, something we're working on. Not only becoming more aware of it, but also seeing how it causes us to not show up how we want to and to play the role that we want in our family members' lives. Okay, guys, let's wrap up. We want to just tell you the one thing, the one big thing again today. Relationships impact our lives significantly because as humans, we crave connection, approval, and love. So much of that comes from healthy relationships, especially with our families. So when they're not healthy, that's going to lead to stress, anxiety, and turmoil in our lives. Next week, join us as we go in-depth about our belief systems that we mentioned earlier in this episode. We'll share how those systems drive our behavior and how we can change the ones holding us back from making those changes that we desire. All right, guys. We so love and appreciate all of you. We're thankful for all of you. Hope you uh, continue to have a great time over the holidays. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and found something of value you can take with you. If you would be so kind to leave us a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss out on any future episodes. Thank you.